podcast where we talk about all things related to running and really great food. Hello and welcome to the Up and Running podcast. This is episode number 16. My name is Paul Ventura and I am your host. I want to thank all of the loyal listeners who check in every couple of weeks when I drop a new show and continue to listen. You are very important to me. I want to just say thank you. You are the reason that the show continues to grow. And if you haven't already done so, please take a minute to write a review. You can write a review on iTunes or any of the podcast players that you might be listening to listen to the podcast. And that is how new people become aware that the show exists and it will actually make a suggestion for them to listen. So please take a moment to do that. I really appreciate it. I also want to remind everybody that this year, 2019, I am lucky enough to be an ambassador for the Plymouth Rock and Run Turkey Trot, which will be taking place Thursday, November the 28th, 2019, in the city of Anaheim, California, and they feature a 5K and a 10K run and a 10-mile run and a dog show and a tot trot and you name it, it's featured at this race. It's a very flat course. I've run it in the past, so if you're looking to run a fast time, this is a great way to do it. And then uh, you don't feel guilty about eating a whole lot of turkey later in the day like I definitely will. So this year, I'm able to offer my listeners a special promo code so you can actually get $5 off of your registration for any non-kids race. And my promo code is PAUL5OFF. That's P-A-U-L-5-O-F-F. And that's the number five there right in the middle. So head on over there, register for the race, and definitely use my promo code PAUL5OFF to get $5 off any non-kids registration fee. For today's topic of the show, I'm calling the topic Music or Podcasting While You Run. Which one? Kind of a long title, I know, but it encapsulates the whole idea I want to get across. So music, music while running, it's been around forever. I've mentioned in the past that I'm 45 years old, so being the age that I am, I've come across um, probably every kind of music, portable music player you can uh, go through the history books and look at or online and take look at the pictures and everything else. Um, so I'm going to talk about the first time that I ran with music was with my yellow Sony Walkman. So, uh, you know, for those of you who remember the yellow Sony Walkman, the thing was awesome. I mean, nothing paralleled it when it came out. Came out. Mine was um, the cassette player. So you popped in your cassette. So this definitely dates me, right? And um, it was solid. So when you ran, it, it, didn't, um, it didn't shake or anything like that or affect your music play. It was very smooth. And mine was waterproof too. So when I would flip the lid closed... It had kind of this like kind of noise to it, It like almost like a door on a car shutting. It was that sound and water protective. And um, and then it had a little clasp that would clasp on over to hold it all tightly shut. So, you know, I didn't worry if I dropped it in a puddle of water or, you know, anything like that or ran in the rain with it because it was it was just well built. And, you know, so I eventually got 
to upgrading that and went from the Sony Walkman cassette player to the Sony Discman. So those of you who had the Sony Discman remember it well. Uh, it worked great. I mean, you could put a CD in there, listen to it. it. The sound quality was really, really good. But there was a problem with that when you ran. And the problem was that it skipped, right? So and that's because the CD, as it rotated, would bounce. And so you had that skipping action. And you might have been in the middle of one of your favorite songs. And it would just stop. And then it would pick up again. So that, that got pretty annoying, the only way to get around that was literally to try to hold the device steady. So as you're taking your stride and, you know, let's say uh, your right foot's going out and your left foot's going behind you as you're cocking your arms back and forth, um, I would hold it in my left hand. My left hand couldn't move at all. It just had to sit there so that I could keep a level surface as best as I could and it wouldn't skip. So that wasn't ideal. I made uh, do with it, uh, as did a lot of other people who ran with those things back then. So then, of course, fast forward came Apple's really cool product, the invention of the iPod. And when that came out, it was a virtual explosion of music possibilities on your run or whatever kind of workout you were doing at 99 cents a pop because of course you could uh, go on iTunes and you buy a single song for 99 cents which you know I did quite a bit of as everyone I knew did a bit of too and we had these iPods that you know originally started out a little bit larger and and morphed over time and got a little bit tinier and tinier all the way down to the iPod shuffle um, which of course didn't hold as many songs as the full version of the iPod player but at the end of the day, you were able to easily carry over a thousand songs on um, this little tiny square on your shoulder or your arm or wherever you wanted to clip it or, or, or you know, carry it while you ran. So, I mean, that was phenomenal, uh, the, the fact that we could do that. And of course, nowadays we have our smartphones and they function all in one. Um, they're your phone, they're your pod, your iPod player, your podcast player everything is on there so my point is that music is all around us and it is very easy to uh, find multiple ways to listen to music while you run so back to the title of my topic for this week music or podcasting while you run which one so a 2016 runners world study showed that 61 percent of runners polled said they listened to something while on the run. And 82% of those runners jammed to their favorite music. Another running trends study in 2017 by Runner USA showed that more than half of runners polled said they love to plug in with a playlist or podcast. So where do you land on this topic? Are you an avid music listener while you run? Or do you dial up your podcast playlist? Let's talk some more about music on your runs. A Runner's World article published in February of this year cites Dr. Kostas Karagiorgis, a sports psychologist who studies music's positive influence on athletes. Dr. Karagiorgis agrees that compelling tunes can help get runners into an optimal mindset to tackle that dreaded training run. He says music elevates positive aspects of mood, such as excitement and happiness, 
and reduces negative aspects such as tension, fatigue, and confusion. So me personally, I love listening to music on my runs. I've said it before on the show. Sometimes when I get ready to go on a particular run, especially if it's a tougher run, like a route with hills in it, I like to set my playlist on something that will pump me up. And for me, that's rap music. So I like to listen to some Luda, you know, Ludacris. I like his song, When You Move, I Move. And I like some Yin Yang Twins, Get Low. So for those of you who are fans of Ludacris or Yin Yang Twins, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Those songs seriously pump you up. So when I'm racing, I like to listen to Bob Marley. Now those are very different, very different styles of music. But Bob's songs put me in a calm mood and the beats are just right for me during the race. Like Bob Marley said in Trenchtown Rock, one good thing about music, when it hits you, you feel okay. And I do. So when I'm running that race and Trenchtown Rock comes on, I'm in my groove. So if you're someone who likes to run with music, you might be someone who likes to stick to music with a certain beats per minute range. Keeping your music in a beats per minute range helps you keep your pace going on runs. I've been in races where I'm listening to my music and a certain song comes on and the beat is hitting just right so that my foot strikes are timed perfectly and it feels so good. It feels effortless. And I just don't want that song to end. One of those songs for me, again, another Bob Marley song, is Could You Be Loved. So if you don't know the songs that I'm talking about, just go to Google, put in Bob Marley, type in those 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 uh, titles. Could You Be Loved and Trenchtown Rock, you'll see what I'm talking about. Since I'm talking about songs that move me, here's another one. I'm a fan of Red Hot Chili Peppers. Their song Can't Stop, that's a great one. When the drum beat kicks in after the opening guitar riff, it's on. Another Red Hot Chili Pepper song I really love on the run is Danny California. So, what songs do you like? I'm sure you have a playlist. Get on Instagram, DM me, tell me what those are. I would love to hear what moves you. A study published in the journal British Psychological Society in April of 2012 found that listening to music while competing helped athletes feel like their workouts were easier and their sense of being in the zone increased. One of the researchers, Dr. Lamont, said... By playing their favorite tunes, we found that participants' exertion levels reduced and their sense of being in the zone increased when compared to listening to no music at all. The greatest effects were found for music used during training. So if you're a Rihanna fan, she goes on to say, for example, putting on her latest album could boost your performance and reduce perceived effort during training and before competing. For this study... Three competitive sports groups, with 64 participants in total, were compared. Football, netball, and running. The groups were first polled to establish their favorite type of music, which was different depending on the sport. They found that female netball players, for example, preferred R&B music. 
Each group was assessed before and during training, and before competitions or races, with and without their favorite music. Each session was rated by the participants for perceived motivation, focus, enjoyment, challenge, awareness, and rate of perceived exertion. Listening to favorite music improved ratings of being in the zone across all groups, with the biggest effects occurring during training sessions. A reduction of perceived exertion happened during most sessions. So if you're wondering what is netball, netball is very similar to basketball. This study was done in the UK. Uh, So they play netball there and it's uh, two teams that are seven on seven. And uh, like I said, it's similar uh, to basketball, except um, they don't really dribble. They just pass the ball and they're only allowed to take one step before they pass the ball. And then the football that's referred to in this study is soccer. So what if you are someone who listens to podcasts while running? First, let's talk about how many people listen to podcasts. Research published by Podcast Insights in June of 2019 shows that 51% of the U.S. population has listened to a podcast. That's over 60 million homes. 56% of podcast listeners are men and 44% are women. In terms of where people listen to podcasts, the majority of listeners listen at home. 49% is that figure, followed by 22% listen in their vehicles. 11% of listeners listen at work. And you might be listening to me right now at work. 4% of listeners listen to podcasts while working out. That's me. According to Infinite Dial, 62 million people listen to a podcast every week, a figure that is up 5% from 2018 to 2019. U.S. Weekly podcast listeners averaged seven podcasts in the last week. So as you can see, the numbers show that podcasting is growing and people are listening. So why might you choose to listen to podcasts on your run over music? In June of 2016, writer Carolee Belker Walker wrote a story in the Washington Post titled, Why Running is the Perfect Time for Podcasts. Her article cites Chris Friesen, an author and clinical psychologist who specializes in sport and performance psychology. Friesen says that people become more open to new information and more creative while running. He says when you run, you create space in your brain for processing ideas, either your own ideas or the ideas of others. He continues to say, When you're running, there's enough activity in your brain to keep it semi-activated. He says your brain is going to have lots of cognitive space available. You can use the cognitive space to learn something new or to plan out your days or just wait for that great idea or solution to a problem to pop into your head. Friesen explains how when you engage in activities like learning to swim or skate, you're activating the conscious part of your brain to take in and process new information. Once swimming and skating become routine, like running, the more non-conscious or automatic aspects of the brain take over, he says. He also states that when you're adding in dopamine and serotonin flooding into your bloodstream, you're primed for creative thinking. 
Friesen says more and more runners are turning to informational or self-help podcasts in addition to music for at least some of their runs, especially long ones. The article continues and talks about how Dr. Friesen likes to listen to podcasts at a higher speed using the Overcast app podcast player. Dr. Friesen says that the faster speed motivates him to pick up his running pace. You might be listening to this podcast right now at a faster pace because you're pressed for time or because maybe I talk a little too slow. That's all right. It allows you to do that. And, you know, sometimes you just got to speed things up. So go for it. Another article written in Canadian Running Magazine titled Music Versus Podcast While Running, a comparative study written by Madeline Kelly in July of 2018 compares the benefits of podcasts while running to music while running. And here's the points that Madeline Kelly makes in the article. First point, on podcasts while running. They're informative. With such a wide variety of topics, podcasts can educate the listener on everything from world religion to postmodernism. This means you can feel even more productive after your run. Not only did you exercise, but you also learned something. Another bullet point, podcasts while running, new content on a regular basis. With music, the wait time between albums or singles from your favorite artist can be years. But with podcasts, new content is typically put out weekly or monthly. This means that you have a few different podcasts on rotation and there's always something new. Stories are more engaging. Some would argue that a story or narrative can be more engaging than a song. Now... Madeline Kelly goes on to talk about merits of listening to music while running. First point, music's upbeat. If a strong beat is what motivates you, then music is presumably your audio of choice. Another point, less engaging. Music can become background noise, whereas dialogue is more engaging. If a little hum in your ear is all you're looking for, then music is for you. Another point here and the final point, the playlist. Podcasts typically run a lot longer than songs, which makes it difficult to have variety over the course of a run. A good running playlist allows you to mix it up. So Madeline Madeline Kelly, in that July 2018 article in Canadian Running Magazine, makes some really good points there. And I wanted to share those with you. So you might be somebody who absolutely loves to run with music on each and every one of your runs. Or you might be somebody who just as always listening to podcasts. Either way, you've got something to serve you. You've got something that you enjoy. And uh, I like both. I like listening to music on my runs. And then there are times where I'll just go weeks where I'm just listening to podcasts. Um, There are so many podcasts, as I referenced earlier in the show, that uh, I seem to never run out of them. And I'm always discovering new ones. Um, And I run the whole gamut. Um, Since I'm a podcaster, I have an interest in in different shows that are related to podcasting. So Podcast Junkies is one that I really like to listen to. They have really good information on podcasting, putting them together, um, different ways to, you know, get people aware of your podcast and also the technical aspects, what software to use, your microphone setup, all that kind of stuff. That's interesting to me. And then, of course, I listen to a lot of running podcasts. Uh, and, um, you know, uh, it's obviously a, what I'm doing right now, this running podcast. But, 
You know, if you want to listen to another running podcast, I referenced Canadian Running Magazine. Um, they have a really, really great podcast called The Shakeout Podcast. And uh, The Shakeout Podcast, while it is mostly focused on Canadian athletes, they do cover the whole gamut of you know track and field and um, the marathon. So they, they feature primarily Canadian athletes, but they do talk about all other athletes that are featured in very, very large races. So check that podcast out. It's hosted by uh, two of the editors at Canadian Running Magazine, and they do a really nice job. That's crazy good. Okay, now I want to talk about something that gets everybody pumped up and out of their chair, and that's really great food. So this week, I had a chance to stop off somewhere that I've been wanting to stop off for a while now. And it's called Cali Tacos. It is in California. And it's in the city of Orange, California. Now, this place originates from San Diego, California. But we're lucky enough to have one in Orange, California. Not far from where I live. So, I want you to close your eyes right now and imagine an amazing taco because that's what this is I'm gonna be posting pictures of the two tacos that I had and the tacos that I had are off their menu and they are called the West Coast tacos so these tacos are huge they're not your typical taco like that you would get at a taqueria like those little tiny where they take two tortillas and they stack them on each other and then they put your choice of meat and cilantro and onion and salsa these are bigger uh, they're overstuffed so i had the carnitas west coast taco and the carne asada taco so for those that may not know carnitas is marinated pork and it's shredded so it's very tender and it has a ton of flavor because it's been marinated for hours and hours and carne asada are steak tacos so let me uh, tell you uh, what you're going to expect when you stop off at Cali Tacos to have some of their wonderful food. So let me first talk about the tacos because that's what's really important. That's what you want to know about. So the tacos themselves, um, they are overstuffed with your choice of meat. Like I mentioned what I had, carnitas and carne asada. And they're served very simply. They're served with diced onions, white diced onion and cilantro. They're served with a lime wedge. And they're served with pico de gallo. And, and pico de gallo is chopped tomatoes, uh, chopped white onions, and cilantro all together in a, in a very um, little mix, right, that they add to, to the tacos on the side. And then they have some salsas at the salsa bar that you can add to your tacos. But you really don't need it because the meat is so flavorful on its own. And two tacos uh, of the West Coast tacos is really all you need. It will fill you up. I'm po I'm going to post pictures on my Instagram account of what these tacos look like, but you'll see they fill out uh, a foam container. So your typical foam container from a takeout place to the tacos fill the entire box. Um, so that's what I had there. It's called Cali Tacos, but their claim to fame, which I will definitely have to get next time, is their burritos. That's what they're known for. And they started in San Diego, you know, back about 20 or so years ago. 
and they're a known thing down there. And now they're becoming a known thing in Orange County. Um, but their burritos, let me talk about their burritos. They have a burrito called the Cali. They have a burrito called the Angel. They have a burrito called the Supreme. And they have a veggie burrito as well. So the Cali burrito is served with guacamole, cheese, sour cream. And again, it's your choice of meat. And uh, their choices of meat are carnitas, carne asada, a chicken, and uh, uh, and their chicken they, they call pollo asada, which is grilled chicken. They also feature adobada as one of the choice of meats, which is a roasted pork shoulder. And uh, those are the meats. That completes the meats that they offer there. Now, let me talk about the other burritos real quick. So the other burritos are the angel, which is served with shrimp, guacamole, sour cream, cheese, rice, fries, yes, fries in your burrito, chipotle sauce, and they also serve it with fish. So they can do it with fish. So and that's served with pico de gallo, cabbage, and tartar sauce. So they also have the supreme burrito, like I mentioned, that's served with guacamole, cheese, sour cream, lettuce, and pico de gallo. And then they have a veggie burrito, which is served with rice, beans, pico de gallo, guacamole, lettuce, and cheese. And they also have a variety of breakfast burritos on the menu. They have ham and bacon, potatoes and ham, potatoes and bacon, beans and pico, sausage and potatoes, steak and bacon, and chorizo burritos. So um, if you are in the Orange County or San Diego areas, stop, try the Cali tacos. It's spelled C-A-L-I and then the word tacos. And then you can also find them online to check out their menu at calitacos.com. So I will put that link in my show notes. Um, If you are in the Orange County location, the city of Orange, it is located right off Chapman Avenue. And uh, so it's easy to find. And it's at 1639 West Chapman Avenue in the city of Orange, California. And it's in a little strip mall. It's got a little courtyard. So it's tucked off in the in the far right back. And um, they have outdoor seating. And it does get a line. So, you know, you might have to wait a few minutes to get a taste of their fabulous burritos and tacos. Uh, but it's worth it. So check them out. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Up and Running Podcast, where we talked about music on your run or podcasts on your run. You know what? They're both great. It just depends, I think, on how you might feel that particular day. I do both, as I mentioned before. Uh, Lately, I've been doing a lot more listening to podcasts. I mentioned the ShakeOut podcast is a really great podcast. They do a great rundown of just some of the major races that are occurring, um, not only in Canada, but abroad, and uh, how the Canadian athletes, as well as other athletes, are faring in those races. So if you have um, uh, you know, an inclination to want to know about some of that information, uh, that's a really great way to get caught up on it. And uh, another great podcast that I've been listening to in the running side of things is See Tolly Run. I've mentioned her podcast before on the show and uh, she's a former olympian and she does a really great job of interviewing elite athletes and you know talking about their stories 
And she also just ran a marathon as well, uh, where she went sub three hours. And, um, you know, she talks about that on some uh, one of her recent episodes. So um, she does a great job. So if you want to check out another running podcast, check out check out the C Tolly Run podcast. It's spelled C, new word, T-O-L-L-E, run podcast, C Tolly Run podcast. And her name is Carrie Tollefson. All right, I hope you have a great week and definitely have a great next run. Welcome to the Up and Running Podcast, where we talk about all things related to running and really great foods.